We are not affiliated with, nor do we represent Alcoholics Anonymous. We are simply here sharing our experiences, strength, and hope so that hopefully we can help someone through another day. Hey, I'm Lynn. I'm Bree. I'm Vicki. And, and we, we are, are Telling on Ourselves. Telling, telling, telling on ourselves. Telling, telling, telling on ourselves. Telling on ourselves. Telling on ourselves. Telling, telling, telling on ourselves. Yes, and it is episode 39. How exciting. I can't believe it. Shut the front door. Yeah, the front door is shut. <laughs> We're almost 40. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yes. We're almost over the hill in podcast years. Stop. Oh, Jesus. Okay. 40 is not even close to over the hill. Oh, I thought it was technically. Yeah, I'm that's 46. It's not even midlife. But isn't that what they say? Or is now 50? Then I mean, I don't know. Our sweet little millennial. Oh, she's so cute. Well, she's so cute. In her when do you buy cheeks. all the over the hill party stuff? Like, 50. Oh, it is. Okay. Sorry. I don't think you buy it. No, I don't believe in it. Well, 70 is the new 50, so. So what the heck? You know, truly, when I see my people at work that I work with, and these ladies who are, like, in their 80s doing their exercise classes three days a week, and they're busier than I am. So my whole perception of what aging has completely changed because of these sweet people. And as a matter of fact, one of our ladies we work with, she does three days a week and teaches five exercise classes a week. She's retiring. She's 78. Well, I mean, if you take care of oneself, mm-hmm. keep moving. Oneself can keep yep. selfing. That's what they always tell me. You just got to keep moving. Yep. Uh, Deepak has a book called um, "Ageless Mind, Timeless Body," or maybe it's the other way around. <laughs> and that's how he but, says yeah. it too. I mean, that's it's true. You know, take care of upstairs and mm-hmm. keep your body moving. And yep, I always feel like if you're learning, if you continue to learn and 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 just rejuvenate yourself that I don't know that's just my hypothesis but Mm -hmm. mind and body you know you can't just sit at the computer and play solitaire I mean it might be good for your mind but what's your body doing that's right keep it yeah vigilant on both fronts well I'm usually bouncing as I'm sitting so you know I think I'm okay yeah (laughs) you are it's nervous twitching (laughs) no big deal She's, she's very twitchy, our Vicky. <laughs> Sometimes when we're in meetings, I can't look at her because I get so anxious just watching her. <laughs> it's at the beginning part because I just, I, all the talking, you know. I know. And I have to like, go, la, 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 I don't see her, I don't see her. <laughs> so this week we have First Thought Wrong and it's a duel. It is a duel. First Thought Wrong. Dual du- duo. Dual duo. It's going to be with me and Chelsea. I'm Lynn, Here you go, Chelsea. Um, so we, Chelsea, and I told her, um, <laughs> she's helping me co-chair uh, a workshop we have coming up for the program. And we had a topic, but the topic was communication, which is about as broad as you could <laughs> possibly get. And I was not having any kind, I was not getting any kind of visual guidance in my head at all. So we had had a couple of preliminary meetings and... Um, when we were talking with everybody that had volunteered to help us with the workshop, they would, it was like crickets. Everybody would just kind of stare off into space. So I was uh, getting really, really anxious, and I talked to Vicki about it, and I'm like, okay, so Chelsea took notes, and then she was out of town, then she was sick, so we hadn't really touched base in two weeks. So I'm like, I'm going to go over to Chelsea's on Friday. We're going to hammer out the last meeting because I knew we'd changed some things in the outline, and then I'll meet with Vicki on Saturday because she has a lot of experience doing these workshops, and she'd help me tighten it up. So, <laughs> and, and, and so uh, let me back up. Chelsea was really, really sick for a week. And then she had like this crazy work week where she had people fly in from the UK um, and she had to, you know, host them at work and be all and do all. 
Yeah, and 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 you know, I've gotten in the habit of taking notes on my computer. Well, I had completely forgotten that my computer, the battery died right before the last um, meeting we had, and I apparently wrote them on a piece of paper somewhere <laughs> and completely couldn't find it. Um, so it was a little bit of panic there, and I think there's a lot of apprehension. And then, you know, the question, should I go back to work and see if I can find it? Um, and we finally, I think, came to the came to the the realization that we probably should just just move, keep moving forward. Keep moving forward. Yeah. And while we were looking at it, I'm like, it's like I wasn't even at that last meeting. That's how little <laughs> I remembered about it. And what I realized I had done is that I knew Chelsea was taking notes, so I didn't take notes. And for me, and the learning tool I've always had with notes is I've got to write it down. And then when I was in college, especially, I'd rewrite my notes, and that was like one yeah. of my forms of studying. Yeah. So because I was not obviously present at all at that last meeting, I'm like, I don't even know what the hell we talked about. Well, yeah. And I, you know, I was taking the notes and. Clearly, <laughs> don't remember much either. But it's a good, uh, you know, just note to self: bring a charger for computer, so sure. it's easier to kind of just send it out right away versus um, putting it somewhere. Right. And, and note to myself that I shouldn't just solely depend on another person to take care of business. I need to make sure that I have what I need. And today, I was taking notes furiously just so we can compare because it's just like anything. My perception and my interpretation of what was talked about is completely different from anybody else's. So that's kind of a it, it's a lot of great first thought wrongs because we were assuming that the other person knew. We were assuming that um, they were going to be right there for us so we could just move ahead. And we had to really, yeah. as I like to say, fall back and punt. So. We did, but i really happy with what we ended up with. I think it was probably tighter than what we would have done if we <laughs> exactly. had had this collection of notes and gone, okay, well, now what, what the thinking? fuck? <laughs> so I was really happy we could, we could pull it yes. together on it. And thank yeah. you, Chelsea, thank for being you. such an awesome chair. No, thank you, thank you, thank you. And uh, yeah, peace out. <laughs> well, and it's funny, too, that the workshop is about communication. And what we had there was a failure <laughs> to, to communicate. And we forgot all about what Don Miguel was telling us. Uh-huh. Don't, Don't make assumptions. Make assumptions. Don't make assumptions. <laughs> Lord. Oh, and do your best, Lynn. <laughs> and do my Always best. do your best. Where yeah. was your note-taking? It was. Uh, it had left the building. <laughs> well, she was doing the best she could that day. Uh-huh. Well, sometimes she it's showed a relief up. when someone else is. You know, I would have probably thought the same thing. You know, Chelsea's taking the notes. I would have been like, "Sweet, cool, I can yeah, just let sit me here. off the hook." Yeah, that was exactly it. It's like I could be let off the hook. Yep. Uh, well, I had another realization like that this week too. Um, I was talking to Vicky, so I'm you know in the uh, starting to change some things around in my life and. Um, since I have officially decided to settle here in Illinois for a while, I'm, I'm making some life changes and I thought I had an idea of what I wanted to do. And you know what? The universe is showing me something completely different. Duh. So as we always say, you know, we plan God laughs. Um, it's not, yeah, it's turning out completely differently than I expected, but because I'm being open-minded and willing to do the next right thing and open and willing to change and listening to what seems right instead of what I thought I should be doing, it's it's really being kind of fun. It's being a fun ride. It's funny you say that because I just read some stuff that I was reading this week also mentioned, hey, if the universe is not going to try to tell you something, be open to doing it differently than what you had originally intended and planned and stay in that space of open-mindedness and willingness. Yeah. And, you know, if you have good intention and good heart to want to do the right thing or to help the next mm-hmm. person, then it will work out, you know, in your right. in your benefit and it will be even better than what you 
thought. So that's the second time I'm hearing that this week. So Well, don't get me wrong. Fear and self-doubt creeps in every chance it gets. It's like that little devil on your shoulder. I mean, every every time I let my guard down, I get some fear and self-doubt. We need a fear kicking workshop, like a fear yeah. kicking fear in the ass workshop. Well, I'm, that's kind of um, one of the one of the days of my course that's coming up. Play your way to self acceptance is all about that. Yeah, awesome. we're playing kickball with our our Fear? fears. I need to. That is brilliant. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah, that lady. So today our topic is longing and need, and it goes along with uh, step eleven in the program step work, which is spiritual growth. So here in definition corner, I'm going to give you uh, the definition of longing, and I loved this definition. Um, it really spoke to me. It's unfulfilled desire, strong feeling of need or desire, and then need is require because it's essential or very important. Love it. And so how does this principle tie into life? Longing and need for what? Growth. It's what yeah. Vicky was just saying about the young minds. To keep your mind young, you've got to keep... It, there's, there's no end game. There's no... Um, finish line that you cross. I know. If you're alive, you're you're growing. Well, I found it very interesting that these were the two words for this step uh-huh. because I wouldn't have, I would not have thought that. I would have thought something totally different because longing and need, in my mind, can go a little bit negative, right? Like, oh, yeah. I don't need to worry about things or trust God. And, and I guess... What what it what I'm I mean I'm thinking this out loud right now, but what I'm thinking is that we still need to have a longing and need for this growth, like you said, but also for the spiritual experience, right? The right. spiritual experience that we're supposed to get and 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 wanting it and and I guess it reminds me of that prayer as long as I'm as long as I have a desire to do your will, uh, I'm doing your will, even though I'm not doing, you know, yeah. it's, it's very, it's, I always told, I told Pax on the way to school the other day, we were talking about homework. Um, I said, I don't care about the grades as much as I care about the effort. And, right. and I think that's, that definitely carries over to our day to day life and, you know, longing unfulfilled desire. So to me, that, could be interpreted as negative, but I really see it as um, a positive in that there's all, it's like filling up your cup. Your cup is never going to spill over. You're all, the, your cup is going to grow as you grow. It'll always get bigger so you can fill it with more goodness. Ooh, that's good. I don't even know where that came from. Thank you, higher power. Yeah, so if you're thinking about longing in a positive way that you have an unfulfilled desire, it me it doesn't mean that you're not going to ever get it. I mean, it's not a sexual desire. <laughs> it's a spiritual desire. It's Can't spirit and sex be the same? I think they can be. Okay, good. Yes, absolutely. Maybe one day I'll experience that again. <laughs> Don't even talk to me about it. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm on Tinder. I'm looking for a spiritual experience. <laughs> oh, oh, well, yes, if I could interject, Please. when I think of longing, man, when I was drinking and I was... When I was not sober, I always felt like unsatisfied. There was a longing for something, and it was just, I was so restless all the time. And the, the minute 
you know, I'd start to sober up or because I was more of a binge drinker, you know, but I was, you know, I'd smoke pot every day. So that was kind of like where I, I was just like longing for the next release, you know, into mm-hmm. like being out of my mind basically, you know, and I don't use the term out of my mind. I mean, like I was always like cuckoo, cachoo, but you know, just the feeling of being like high, kind of like your, your head is in space, you know, like, and when I, when I wasn't, wait, is that why they call it high? <laughs> well, shucks, I think that is. Because you do, you kind of feel like your head is Did you just space. figure that out? You yes. just had a Vicky, you both oh, just had a tell, Vicky moment. I couldn't tell she was being sarcastic. No. Okay. <laughs> like, wait a minute. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, no, so I just, I remember feeling, and I would always feel that longing to being in a room of people, but not feeling, um, not feeling like happy in a room full of people, just like waiting for the next moment to come and then that moment would be there and it was still unfulfilling. And so, uncomfortable. Yeah. Yes. So I had a ding 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 moment when you were when you were talking. And we when when you come in the program, I hear a lot of there was a hole in me and nothing could fill that hole. And when you were just talking about that, that's what I remember about when I was before I got sober. I was always wanting the next thing and I was always I was never satisfied and I was always longing. And I guess that's why I had this issue. But when we're longing, and it kind of goes through what you're saying, like when we're longing for spiritual growth and for this higher power to fill us up, it it you don't have that longing. Like the longing gets filled and, and the hole gets filled. Right. So it is like a continuous effort that comes back to you in a way that is real. It's not anesthetized. It's not this fake high version it's this real fulfilling version where where true joy can live i guess i don't know i like that vicky and yeah i think i was worried that people were going to see it as you're constantly longing for more as a negative it's not a negative it's it's once you you feel some spiritual growth you're like i want it is kind of that i want more of but in a good way yeah, I mean, and it and it comes. Mm. So it's not the the phony version, the fake version when we're drunk or high. It's the it's the contented, peaceful, calm, zen, right. like real version of that. I don't know how to explain it, but I I I did not get this one. I was very worried about this episode. Mm-hmm. I could not prepare for it. I had no. I had nothing. I'm, I said, "How am I gonna? How do I?" equate this from longing and need to spiritual growth. I didn't get it and thank you girls for teaching yeah, me. And uh, while you were talking I was just looking back at the definition of need again. It's required because it's essential. And yeah. and that's that's what it becomes. But it's not something that makes you feel bad. You just know that there's more. And that's I guess why I was using that, that analogy of a cup or the metaphor of a cup because it, it'll just keep getting bigger and you'll keep putting more good stuff in it. And if as alcoholics, right, in our program of recovery, we need spirituality to maintain this this new life, right? Right. Well, right. And I was just thinking if you're you're either longing for spiritual growth or not something like that specifically, but like you're, you know, you feel this need or desire to have more in your life or to get to a place of serenity and happiness. Or you're longing for the opposite, which is like your disease is talking to you again and you're Mm -hmm. like longing to drink because I understand the feeling of like longing for spiritualness and then the longing, like when you start to, when you decrease and stop filling your spiritual cup, the longing for something else to anesthetize you comes back. 
And then it's like, so yeah, I don't think of it as a bad thing either, like longing for spiritual growth versus, but like, if you're not longing for that, it's not too long before you start longing for something more of something else. And it might not be, it might not be drinking right away. It could be like, um, sex or shopping or Mm -hmm. watching a lot of TV, um, yeah, just any anything to distract you. To distract you. Right. So yesterday, I'm dog-sitting for my friend for 10 days because she went, Lordy B, she went on this trip. Uh, they're doing a bike ride through Death Valley, California, and they're doing like 40 to 50 miles a day. That's her vacation. That's, so anyway, I know. I'm proud of her. <laughs> I am too. So I'm dog-sitting for her. So I was driving over there yesterday and had a lot of stuff to do, and um, I, it took me back to... Um, I used to do a lot of dog sitting for friends when I lived in Lexington, Kentucky. And one couple in particular, I love their dog and cat, and they always had a stocked liquor cabinet. So that was like my... It was weird how they they didn't care what I had, that I could go to somebody else's place and escape and drink. And I remembered that yesterday when I was driving over to Benny's. I'm like, man, that used to be what I looked forward to, is going to dog sit for someone so I could be out of my house and, and hide even more. I could isolate anymore. And then it, it moved to, and what was I doing? It's like I didn't want to deal with anything. And today, I'm just excited to be there, see the dog, hang out, watch some cable TV, and I don't need to numb anything or anesthetize, as you said. I can really just enjoy being in the moment because there's nothing scary hiding in, in my soul these days. Can we roll back a little bit? Uh-huh. So these people filled up their cabinet for you specifically they just when always you came? Had they always had it stocked. Oh, okay. I was like, oh, they know Lynn's coming. We better fill it up for her. She would always buy a couple of extra alcoholic. bottles of wine. Yeah, they were, yeah. But Lynn, I totally get that feeling because yeah. before... I used to be somewhere, but still feel like there was something, there was somewhere else I should be. Like, and I was just, you know, I would, Mm -hmm. so for example, I remember being at a festival once and I was just so uncomfortable and it was like, I was already at the place with all of the entertainment and I was with all my friends and I'm watching the show, but then I was like, oh, I need another cigarette. Oh, I need, like, where's so-and-so? I want to see if he'll pack a bowl or, oh, maybe I should get another drink. Does someone, like, where's the bottle of Fireball? I literally could not be in the moment. I was longing for something else constantly. And now, mm-hmm. like you said, when you go dog sit and you're just sitting there and you could just be there and do nothing and be completely content with that and not have this anxiety that you're yes. supposed to be somewhere else doing something else. Yeah, because you could never truly relax. Right. I know. Right. And it was, it was just, it would always, and I could never put my finger on it. And this is, this, us talking about this is really enlightening to me because I could never understand why. I was so uncomfortable all the time, Mm -hmm. even being around all my friends, even having as much of anything that I could ever want and still be wanting, still be waiting for the next moment. You'd be desiring something more. And we just didn't know what it was. There's literally nothing more. (laughs) (laughs) Except to grow spiritually. And to put those things down that are numbing you out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Get your head out of the clouds. Get your head out of the clouds. But that was such an uncomfortable place to be, too, you know, feeling your feeling your feelings. Feeling your feelings. Well, and, and earlier today, a thought dawned on me was that I was always trying to cover up the pain instead of feel, and I thought I was feeling joyful. So I was covering up the pain that was going on inside me continuously, and that's that's what drinking and drugs did for me. It took that away a little bit, but when I wasn't able to do as much as I wanted to, I was in that constant state mm-hmm. of, I just want more. But now, after working the steps and cleaning up 
my vessel, <laughs> my vessel, yep. um, I am able to have that happiness and joy and serenity at times, a lot of the time, but not all of the time, but I'm able to have that with this longing and need for this spiritual, like, uh, thing where you, you know, lean back into the higher power of your understanding or whatnot. I don't know. I'm just trying to put it together. It's all very, I, I see it all. It bubbles over my head and I can't. It's abstract right now. Well, it is. And I think for me personally, because I do have so many control issues and I just, Lord, I struggle with those still every day. Um, understanding and learning to to let go, but it's it's not my job to control everything and to really just take care of myself. That has been such a freeing experience for me, and it has changed what I desire and I need because of that. It has completely changed what I desire in life. Well, yeah, holy cow! I mean. That was my reward. That was mm-hmm. my everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, I worked hard so that I could party. P- play hard, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I and I thought I deserved it. Yeah. So interesting. It is. Well, and it's interesting. I'm trying to put this together, too, with the 11 steps. So it was thought, sought through prayer and meditation. Prayer. Prayer <laughs> and meditation <laughs> to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. So you couple this longing and need and this spiritual fullness mm-hmm. with helping others and being a vessel to help right. others, and that's where you feel the most fulfilled. I mean, I have goosebumps. That's when when we're helping others, which is why I think the program works, because when you're helping others, it fills you up with that. You're a channel. You're a channel of this spiritual force that helps us get through this craziness we call our brains. And not just get through, but thrive. to... Yeah, thrive, exactly. And I've said this quote before, happiness is a byproduct of growth and learning, and that's truly happy. It's like, if truly happy, it's truly the how this thing works, is that goal, in-game in goal shouldn't be, couldn't be, wouldn't be for me uh, to be happy. It's really just keep growing. And what I discover is by helping other people, not thinking about myself, trying to not be so self-absorbed, not taking things personally, being, you know, being impeccable with my word, all those things, they make me happy. They lead to true happiness, yeah. true joy, and genuine, mm-hmm. authentic not anesthetized, not phony. Right. Wow. The real well, deal. and more and more than just sobriety, because I was trying to like think of this in IRL in real life. My job is a perfect example of this. I'm not happy at my job when I don't feel like I'm helping people. But when I flip the script and I remember that my job is an opportunity to work with small business owners and help them, then and and then I keep that in mind, like, okay, how can I best help this person? We're having this conversation. What can I do? What's in my power to help them? I find so much more joy in my job and I'm like happier at work when my mind thought is, when my mind thought, when my mindset is that versus when I'm not thinking about what I can give to other people and I'm just thinking about, oh, you know, this is, this is sales. This is, you know, hard. People are telling me no. I'm living in the, the rejection of it all. And then that can really swing me to not 
have like not being content and not being happy. Right. So I'm like, I'm longing and desiring to like, oh, I, I need a new job, this job, you know, da, 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 da. I'm like longing and desiring to have a change. But it's like, no, I have a perfect opportunity to help people with my job, but I just have to think about it that way. That, so like, you know. How if, lucky are you? Well, yeah. And like, how can I use my job to help me grow spiritually? You know, like actually practicing it at work. So practicing these principles and all well, right, our affairs, exactly. right? And and that's, it's so hard to get our mind around that when I was new. When I was new, I did not, I mean, I couldn't even put those thoughts in the same. But I don't even think you're supposed to. Right. Well, that's why after having uh-huh. had a spiritual yeah. awakening as a result of these steps, yep. you know, I mean, it's just, it's magical and, and it's unbelievable that we have this opportunity to experience this. And if we bring it into real life and when we bring it into real life, that's when we can sustain and fulfill, sustain this level of living without wanting to Cover the pain up. Cover the pain up. Cover the feelings up. Because it's not always, not like real acute pain, but there can just be feelings. And it sometimes for me, it was just being conflicted. And that was, you know, not knowing which way to go or not having a clear view of my direction. And when I was conflicted, that was as troublesome to me as being in pain. And how, how could you possibly have any kind of clarity? I thought of that this morning um, in our meeting. How can you possibly have any clarity when you're always anesthetized? Um, we had this great reading this morning talking about people's dreams. And, and Vicki, I thought the same as you. Your dreams aren't just professional-based. It's, you know, your personal and spiritual growth. And when I was out there and I was still um, active in my drinking, there was no way I had any clarity. Because even if I was sober for the, you know, middle part of the day after I sobered up from the night before until I started drinking again, your 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 brain chemicals are so jacked up. There's no way that you have any type of clarity to think about um, what do you aspire to? What you what you do dream about, and you there's no way that you could even think about desires, longing, need, any of that because nothing, everything was so muddled. Ugh. I know. I'm so grateful not to be there anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, and I was talking about this morning. I said I didn't have dreams. I had fantasies. Like I had this fantasy that eventually one day somehow I was going to get my shit together and like be like open all me and my me and my girlfriend, we would sit there and we would just basically like fantasize about us opening these businesses and, and, and living on a beach in Florida and selling hula hoops. And I mean, like literally they were fantasies. They can come true now because I'm sober, but before, I mean, that's the difference is they're fantasies when you're stuck in your, your cycle of, you know, wake up, drink or smoke, you know, go to work, sleep, do it again. You have no extra capacity to like, Mm -mm get anything accomplished. No bandwidth. No bandwidth. There's not enough bandwidth, Vicky. <laughs> There's no bandwidth. So, you know, dreams 100%. were just... 100%. But that longing for, like, a better life, like, I definitely had that that longing to do more and be better and get out of it. It yeah. was definitely there. So I don't know. At the end of the day, was I actually longing for more, like, weed and alcohol, or was I just longing for a new situation, like a new life, but I couldn't get there. Right, so because then it you're was just in the like cycle. The most, and the most, in that moment, the most, the easiest decision was just to pick up again. Oh, yeah, pick up again. And I think 
you probably were longing for a better life, yeah. but but there was no way to articulate that because you were so no tools. You there's, were so anchored down by your. Right. Well, there's no hope. There's yeah, no, no hope. there's no light at the end of the tunnel. I mean, it was a uh, it was pretty dark and bleak, and I don't mean to be dramatic about it's it. True, but it was. I mean, on the outside you didn't know it, but on the inside it felt real small. I had a lot of internal. So this is it. Mm-hmm. A lot of that internal dialogue. Well, and that brings me to when I was, before I made this life change and I got out of this job that I was in, um, I remember I was starting to get in that that place of just utter unhappiness, right? And, and it was, I didn't get sober for this because I had had the gift of sobriety and then life started to get... I tried to do other things. I tried to look at it differently. How am I serving people? And I finally, you know, it's kind of, if you think about the serenity prayer, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. I tried to be in acceptance. Courage to change the things I can. I tried to change the things that I could. And it's still, and the wisdom to know the difference. And what I had to come to acceptance with is I didn't fit in that plate space in place anymore. We couldn't even splice you. No. <laughs> but... Those fantasies. I mean, I used to have, holy cow, grandiose thoughts of just, I would be grand, grandly awesome and grandly miserable or horrible, you know, not yeah. awesome. The it's like of the that. manic depressive. Yeah. The manic depressive of dreams. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had this ex. Um, he always had these grand plans but um, never followed through with anything. And I would get caught up because he was so passionate and energetic about it. I would get caught up in his stuff and then there was no follow through and it would be so disappointing for me. And then I realized I was doing the same thing. It's like I would have all these ideas of things that I could do, but without the follow through, of course, nothing's going to work. I'm glad I'm not the only one. Oh, no, Brie. (laughs) Oh, no. Because that's that's what it would be like. You know, we'd all get together to hang out and everyone's, oh, we're going to do this and we're going to build this hotel and we're going to, like be on our private jets and yeah let's do it pack another bowl (laughs) (laughs) yeah man (laughs) after this bowl then we're gonna go do it oh that's too funny one more drink and then we'll do it but i do really quick want to say that the longing when you start to lose that so because i mean i was sober and i was connected spiritually for a while and then when i tapered off when i and it was like a whole i mean there were lots of situations and choices, my own choices, that small choices over time that led to that. But that longing, like I said, that long, just longing comes back. And if you're not filling it with spiritual growth, it's your mind starts going to, right. you know. That's a really, really good point. I hadn't thought of it that way. Because once the longing starts, if you're not giving it what... If you're not feeding something. If you, well, you're going to well, feed something. If you're not feeding the white yeah, wolf. You're going to feed something. The white dog. <laughs> You're feeding the black dog. Well, it's that hole. It's that hole that they're they're talking about. Like when when we don't fill the hole with goodness, our you know spirituality and our faith and and things that fill us up in a in a joyful I don't know positive way. It it's empty and our nature abhors a vacuum. Cold, our well, organic cold pressed or vegetable juice. <laughs> We're gonna get some chocolate shake in there. <laughs> My milkshake brings all the boys to the yard. (laughs) And I'm just starting to get back to... (laughs) Really? (laughs) This is is really her 24-7, I swear. (laughs) My head goes places. 
to the milkshake. What were you saying? I don't know. Spiritual hole. I don't know. Oh, okay. So getting back into, you know, coming off the relapse or whatever and kind of getting back into everything, I have this longing. And I know it's like, it's either like, get back with higher power, like get back to spiritual growth or go, like drink again. It's like this uncomfortable middle point. So now that I'm finally like, I feel like the last week and a half has been really amazing for like me and my spiritual growth and like reconnecting. Like mm-hmm. I feel different. I am starting to finally feel the way now, like now I'm starting to finally feel the way that I wanted to feel a year and a half ago, right. but couldn't because I wasn't, I wasn't doing anything and I wasn't really actually, you know, Telling and, on myself. And, well, I just thought of this, and that's the interesting thing about apathy. It happens with exercise. It happens with anything. It takes a little bit of discipline. You hate where you are, but you just can't get your shit together enough to do something about What's it. What's the motivation point? And like, so at what you, point? How far right. do you need to sink to get back to right. motivation? And if you don't do anything, then that hole's going to get filled. Field. field. It's going to get field. Field <laughs> and field. I'm going to feel that up. <laughs> I'm going to feel it up. <laughs> My whole is atrophying (laughs) with its lack of use. Well, I mean, it's about it's about that. Lynn is cracking up right now. (laughs) We are silly girls. We are silly girls. But I will say, when you were talking, Brie, about that. And I, I can hear these people in the rooms, and you know how they always say it's based on the spiritual maintenance. And, and it really is a one-day-at-a-time thing. I mean, we really have to be disciplined. I mean, all these silly little principles that seem so basic and so... But they all go together, so we can't have the longing and need filled without the courage and diligence, without the hope that we can have the courage and diligence, without the perseverance and diligence. And not without the honesty. Yeah, I mean, it's so, it's cool. How did it even happen? I mean, it's just magic. It is magic. And we are lucky enough to be a part of it. Um, At a meeting the other evening, um, someone mentioned that, I had said something about the magic that we get to experience, and it's true. I, I feel s- just so lucky to be a, be able to participate in this magic. I had a friend that had an anniversary, and I was talking to him after. I'm sa- I said, I'm so proud of you. It's amazing, blah, blah, blah. And he said, I'm just overwhelmed to be a part of this, this, what we have here. You don't get this in life. And Mm-mm. and um, and I I think that, He's so right. And and that's humility that we get in this program because we realize it's not about us because we're not really the ones doing it if we're doing it. We're, we're, we're taking the action steps, but we're allowing kind of what we were talking about, staying open-minded, right? We're allowing through being open-minded all these good things to come. When we were drinking, we wanted it a certain way. It had to be controlled. It had to be more. It had to be this, this, this. And now we can, when we let go of that, we can allow this, this good force come. I don't know. It's pretty, pretty, pretty awesome. It's, yeah, it's very powerful. And a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful day. Um, I just wrote this down when Vicky was talking because I'm like, oh my God, humility. Yeah. There we go back to our gratitude and humility. Humility to appreciate this gift of doing the work for spiritual growth. Yeah. I mean, it's all, it's all just, it all works together. Mm-hmm. Got to fill that hole with something, y'all. It's going to get filled. <laughs> but the beauty is we have a choice. We can choose what we're going to fill it with. 
And when you were talking about that thing about not working out or, you mm -hmm. know, I think the worst part is, and this must be hard when with your experience, was you knew it felt better before. So you know it feels better, but you can't get back to it. And, and I think when I feel stuck in my, where I... There are times when I feel stuck and I'm, and I'm not connecting with my spirituality and I'm like, this is bullshit or this is ridiculous or I'm ridiculous or I am bullshit, right? When I get there and I know that I can get here to this spiritual place of, of freedom, it's so frustrating yeah. because you're just, you know, I'll do the basic things, right? But nothing works and it just takes time and it takes that relentless Diligence. forward motion, yeah. right? Diligence to keep trying. Um, uh, my sister and I have talked a lot about the exercise thing. She's a couple of years older than me. And, you know, it does get serious when you get a little bit older. If you don't keep moving, I was talking about, you know, keeping moving, keep moving forward. We are circling back this whole episode. I know, I love it. So she was having like this really big block. She knew she needed to, but she just couldn't make her, she would join a gym and not go. You know, she would join a class and not do it. She would do this and then not happen. And But she kept trying. She kept trying to find something. And she has finally found like three different types of exercise exercise that's working for her and I've told her but I haven't told her completely how I feel about it because I've kind of been going over it in my head how to articulate it to her and it just now is all clicking the beauty of her being able to uh, find some exercises that she knew she used to feel better when she did it she knew she needed to do it again but just because we know something's good for us doesn't mean that we always want to do it right but she kept showing up and trying something new and that's what we have to do here it's like and it's some days you are just going through the motions but but you just keep showing up and and even if you're just going through the motions eventually it's not going to be just going through the motions you're going to feel something you're going to get that connection again so it it really is just to keep trying the diligence of just keep trying and and some days are better than others and that's okay and find some i i love that find something that works for you don't mm -hmm. try to fit a square peg into a round right. hole if you don't like going to the gym don't go to the gym but you like walking or riding your bike do that yeah I love that. And she yeah. kept trying. She kept trying. Find and, something you'd like to do. And she's doing really well. I'm so proud of her, you all. And she's she's doing really well. And, you know, that helps. Just like with spiritual growth, it helps with your self-esteem. It helps you with your relationships in your life because you feel better so you can be nicer and kinder to people. Well, and, and I think what, what I'm thinking about, what it's sparking in me, is that watching other people do that inspires me to do it more. Mm -hmm. Right. Absolutely. So being around like minded people that are actually doing the work and and that's why they say stick with the winners. When when that happens, it it makes me want to makes me more brave. Mm -hmm. It makes me more like, oh, here we go. We're bringing courage and bravery back into the conversation. Mm -hmm. These principles, ma'am. Somebody, somebody was somebody, somebody was real smart. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, where do you think I'm getting courage and bravery right now, Vicky, from watching you? Ugh. Walking this walk. Ditto. Well, thank you. Ditto. Thank you. I'm glad. And and it's given me courage to actually get outside of my comfort zone and 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 have faith that things will work out right as long as I do the next right thing. Well, and that is what helps keep me going is having that spiritual growth and and you guys believing in me and lifting me up mm -hmm. because I wouldn't still be doing this journey if you guys weren't here for me in so many different ways and it's 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 giving me true humility because we talked about uh step seven and it was um humility is not thinking of your thinking less of yourself but thinking of yourself less 
And when I am allowing people to be there for me and not being so selfish and closed off, Mm -hmm. I get to do these things and it is an adventure. And no matter what, we're going to be okay because we all have each other. We all have each other. And the beauty of our community, and and hopefully everyone has some kind of community, um, if you don't look for it because it makes all the difference, is when you have that bad day, like Vicki said, you have someone to hold you up because it's not all, you're not going to always be able to walk that straight line and, and do all the right things, but you have somebody there to help you and to also keep you accountable. And to make you laugh through it. Thank God. Mm, thank God. You girls, I, I, w- I mean, we are so interesting about our gratitude list because we'll do it and but we've been doing this other thing lately and just sharing I'm loving the sharing of the readings and I'm loving the sharing of the I don't know it, it seems like things have been coming to me lately right when I need it and and that's why being on this path with like-minded people is so friggin important so to me. important and we sound very NPR-ish today <laughs> We're, we got some sweaty balls going on around here I feel real good about it I don't know about you guys. I do too how do you feel about it I'm ready for another serving of hot balls on you <laughs> I want a you dusty are so muffin. funny. <laughs> you want a dusty muffin? I want a dusty muffin. Betty White has dusty muffins. Ooh. Well, um, I am just grateful to have this this and that you guys are listening and You're here. oh my goodness. And we really, really, really are serious about this first thought wrong. Please like, send please. your first thought yeah. wrongs yes. in please. because we're 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 becoming right because we're living these principles in all our affairs. Ha ha! Call, call yourself out, and we will be there to listen and laugh at it with you. Mm. You know, like let it let it out, let it fly. Tell us what crazy first thought wrongs you're having. Yeah, fly away. Well, do we have oh, golden glory. nuggets? I got some golden nuggets. How about you, girls? I do. Um, I've got, Brie, when you were talking about longing for something else and being restless, that really um, resonated with me, longing for the next release. And what I have found is that longing for spiritual growth fills that that hole. Um, and I, I just love that. I love thinking about it in that way is that I always knew there was some piece missing and I just could not put my finger on it. And I kept, you know, pouring liquid down my throat and that didn't do it. <laughs> Well, and my golden nugget was when you, Lynn, talked about filling up your cup and then your cup grows with, oh, you're with so mine. how much you fill it up. <laughs> um, and that's why I think I also came to the golden nugget realization that like when I lost some of that, there was so much empty cup. And it was oh, like, yeah. I was like, okay, now I have this, like my expectation, what I, what I know is possible for how I can feel happiness and content and joy. I know all of this is possible, yet I'm not feeling any of that mm-hmm. and I wasn't there wasn't pouring into my cup so then I wanted to pour alcohol into my cup <laughs> and drink that instead drink that instead of higher power because water always wants its same level yeah so I, I I just like the idea of you know your cup grows as you grow and if you're filling it with good things there's going to be more room in your cup there's always more room in your cup always well and I'm just I mean there there were so many golden nuggets my my big one was the big cup and I pictured a coffee cup and and the other thing that I went I heard at a meeting recently was I have to only help people you know I have to wait till my cup is full and then I can use what's in the saucer to help others right so we have to fill ourselves up with this longing and need before we can really be of service to others and I'm just grateful thank you so much thank you 
And as always, we would love it if you would share. If you have some friends that you think might get something out of this, it's not just program related. This is life related. This is us trying to live live our lives in any messy, funny, crazy way that we can. Share, subscribe, be be giving us those first thought wrongs. Do it. Do it all the things. No, she's not mocking the South, I swear. <laughs> no, I love it. No, it's a crush. I have a crush on the South. I really, truly do. I hate my Chicago accent. Imitation is the best form of flattery. That's right. It truly is. And I wish I could do it right, but, you know, I do it how I do it. Imperfectly right. imperfect. You do you, sister. You too. I love you girls. Um, thanks for being here and tribe out. Tribe, tribe out. Thanks for listening. We're so excited you're here. Please subscribe, rate, and review at Apple Podcasts. We're also on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, and Podbean. You can find us and join our tribe at Telling on Ourselves on Instagram and Facebook. Tribe out.